This episode of Bonfireside Chat is brought to you by our patrons, patreon.com. If you go to patreon.com forward slash TV, you can see everything that we provide uh, our patrons. If you are interested in becoming one, you can also see everything they provide for us, which is uh, unreasonably meaningful. So I know we talk about that a lot, but it is still, uh, we are blown away by your generosity. So we really do appreciate it. And uh, if, you know, if you are thinking about supporting it, if you like the podcast, even a buck a month makes a real big difference. I know that's a cliche. That's like a Sally Struthers thing about starving children uh, from like the early 90s, late 80s. But it actually does make a difference. If everybody who listened to this gave us a dollar a month, um, we'd be podcasting full time and uh, would have a lot of cool new shows and would be able to do better work. Uh, for you guys. So uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv and take a look. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a... Leafy favorite. Foliage leafy favorite. favorite. Leafy green favorite. Foliage favorite. Yeah. I think foliage, foliage favorites. <laughs> new at new season. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, this is our... Thank you uh, for listening. This is our appendix episode for Momodor 4. Yes. Reverie, Reverie Under the Moonlight. Yes. Um, this is some Reverie of Reverie Under the Moonlight. <laughs> and uh, if you uh, if you have... Things to say about Hyperlight Drifter or Salt and Sanctuary in our kind of Souls-like season, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, as always, uh, please keep those uh, emails separate, so don't send in one one message that has stuff about Hyperlight Drifter and Salt and Sanctuary. Yeah. And uh, please keep things limited to kind of concise, uh, you know, paragraphs, salient points, stories, observations. Uh, try to steer away from kind of reviews or kind of running commentaries on your way through the game. Um, that's what we do. Uh, so you know, we, we run through the game. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't add those little appendixes to each, uh, every section. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get us started here with, uh, with David who writes in via contact saying, I imagine the devs, uh, here putting down Castlevania 17 Lords of the symphony of the dawn of sorrow and saying, man, you know what? This game is super fun for a couple of hours at a time, but it gets a little tedious. And then they went and made a game that was only a couple of hours long. This was a great idea, and I wish that we saw more like it. Yeah, I agree. God. Yeah. How, <laughs> I can't think of a, a genre, or it's, it's very hard for me to think of a genre I don't want like a bite-sized version of. Because mm-hmm. there's not, it's not really a thing. Right. You know, there are like several genres, like, uh, that's one of the, the reasons I love, um, oh, let me uh, guess. Crimson, uh, Crimson Shroud. Oh, Crimson Shroud, yeah. Um, I, I, or, 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 I was going to say uh, Breath of Death or Cthulhu Saves the World. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crimson Shroud is better than those, those games, but those yeah. games are great, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, give, you know, if, if you're going to ask me to play a JRPG, give me, like, an eight-hour JRPG. Mm-hmm. You know, like, give me, uh, you know, I would love to play, like, a, a man, when we did a Westerado for Comrade, which is kind of an open-world sandbox game, mm-hmm. but is an open-world sandbox game you play in, like, four hours. You know, and has like a small open world, like these kind of bite-sized versions of bigger experiences is so valuable and good. Yeah. I mean, Um, and it's kind of what makes indie great or one of the things that makes indie great. Like they can do that. It's they can do it. And I want to see, I would love to see takes on, you know, other genres that are typically kind of long and more epic. Like I would, I want to play like, you know, I guess Shadowrun Turns kind of does this. It's more of a tactical game, but I want to play like an isometric, you know, Western RPG that is eight hours long. Yeah. 
you know, like give me give me like a bite sized version of something that I beat in a weekend. That is these genres that don't get tackled that way. Right. And uh, or, that's that's so good about this. Or even something more mainstream, like a like a third person shooter or something like that, that that had the that had the sense to be like the length of two movies. Yeah, yeah. Like I would play a four, like a four hour really good, which uh, those things do exist. Yeah. And I understand the economic. You know, it's like that. Oh, it's the order eighteen eighty six. Actually, like that that happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everyone hated it, but yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me those things. Yeah. You know, just just put in your multi billion dollar. Uh, mega games and just make them for gary yeah, uh, yeah so that's uh yeah. but it, it appeals to me and i like the idea of that in an indie space yeah um, the cool really cool thing about neon struct mm, uh, yeah. it was like a self game that's like you know again five or six hours man it's a real shame that that guy had to like ask like go find a real job i would i want him to make money doing like making neon struct and uh you know eldritch and stuff like that oh did, did he have to did he quit yeah make it indie games i didn't i didn't hear about that yeah that's he, a bummer. And he was like, yep, I, if anybody's hiring, please. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I, I didn't like the last one he did, but I wanted him to keep making games because yeah. I like Eldrick and Neon Struct a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sucks. I wonder if it was the, the last one he did, like, just did worse than expected. Man, I heard more about that one than any others, <laughs> any of the others. I, though. I, I, I did, too. Um, like I heard about it marketing wise, it's really not very good though. Yeah. I never like played I, it. I mean, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. There's a comrade episode about it. If you want to hear kind of the high points, but like, uh, what is the name of that game? Slayer shock. Uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. Slayer shock is, uh, was pretty disappointing, but not in a way where I'm like, this guy should go back to his day job. Yeah. yeah. There's more like, man, take the good ideas from this and refine it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so kind of, kind of a bummer, uh, that I didn't know that I'll have to look up, uh, like interviews or whatever, where he kind of announces that. Yeah um bummer um on that bummer note uh robert <laughs> says via contact uh the thing that makes momodora cute cat simulator 2016 one of the best dark souls inspired games and also one of the better symphony of the night inspired games is that it understands all the best parts of its inspirations it's fast and fluid to move around in it has a ton of cool secrets and things to find on replays and the item system doesn't just copy estus but actually expands the idea into every consumable item Instead of being a bunch of chaff I never used because I don't want to fiddle with the menus and the merchants for small bonuses, you can feel free to experiment with a bunch of uh, buff items that are actually good and effective. I would love to see Momodora be an influential indie going forward. Same. 100%. I am totally with you, Robert. I don't have a lot to add. I want you to be right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wasif, or Wasif, sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name, uh, says via contact, this game first piqued my interest when I was watching Summer Games Done Quick uh, 2016 by a runner named Half Coordinated. Uh, his speech at the end and commentary during the run is what made me want to buy it. Uh, there's a link in the message, and Gary, uh, we talked about putting that in the notes there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, once I got it and started playing... If, oh, go ahead. if you're looking for that note, it'll be in the last episode. Yes. We talked about it in the main episode. So Yeah. Um, once I got it and started playing, it just felt right. The jumps are nicely spaced out with a fair amount of control. The weapons in uh, in different forms all felt like they had a purpose, and the difficulty on normal hit that sweet spot of not being too hard, uh, but also not too easy, and the story felt mystical and intriguing for me to care about it. The only real downside was the sort of anime tropiness going on uh, the first time you meet the witch, uh, Lubella, um, along with the spacing of the save points being inconsistent and wishing that they worked more like Dark Souls so that chests and items would be kept even if you died before getting to the next save point. 
other than those few downsides, this is probably the most excited that I've been about a 2D platformer in years. And it's also one of the few games that brands itself as a Metroidvania platformer that lives up to its name. Calling this the Dark Souls of 2D platformers might be giving it uh, more praise than it deserves. While the inspiration from the Souls games uh, are uh, many and obvious, it never manages to get quite as challenging, and it never instills you with the same feeling of accomplishment after beating a boss or a difficult area. I, I would say other than, like, Fennel. Yeah, Fennel is an exception, which, I think. Yeah, Fennel Fennel's an exception. For the most part, it is not as difficult. Right. But we, we just spent a year, <laughs> like, talking about how difficulty is not, for us at least, you know, yeah. I'm, not saying, I mean, we, I'm we, not saying this for a few of you, but no, for we, me, we, we difficulty is not the defining Treat. yeah we spent a year defining ourselves as cucks yeah exactly we really cucked ourselves in 2016 yeah um in 2016 i was cucked by anime in 2017 <laughs> cucked by star wars the um but the uh so that's not the thing for me for souls mm-hmm. you know and that feeling of accomplishment is real i'm just less i don't want to deal with bullshit to get there yeah um and i've decided like the trade for me is i hate bullshit more than i pursue that that feeling, mm-hmm. you know, like if I, I, I don't feel good after being the nameless King because yeah. of the bullshit, even if I do have that relief feeling. So yeah, for me, this is on the right side of that. Um, mm-hmm. that's not going to extend to everybody. Yeah. Everybody's um, exchange rate is different. Yes. For me that it comes out as an unequivocal win in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the things if like, again, the room for improvement would be, you know, probably a few more enemies, mm-hmm. um, you know, and a little bit more varied kind of actual, not so much level design and sense of aesthetics or, anything but like an actual kind of situations and stuff yeah could be a little bit more varied but not you know yeah i mean, I mean it's, like it's, it's, yeah it's still wonderful like yeah. it just could be a little bit better in that respect um yeah but uh for the most part I agreed with you mm-hmm. uh, about and, those things and calling anything the dark souls of anything is dumb and you should have stopped doing that four years ago oh, well, i mean don't <laughs> no oh, no oh, I'm just... you're, you're not calling it <laughs> yeah like, yeah no, I, I, okay. just, I had to scan his message real quick and make sure he didn't say that. So <laughs> yeah. I just like, whoa, Cole. Whoa. Yeah, no, I'm not calling you dumb. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying like, you know, that like that, that is that, that, that falls into like weird journalist, uh, like headline trope kind of stuff. That is yeah. not good. <laughs> For a long time has that been yeah. a cliche so much that it's become like a meme and then it's gone past meme to where like now it's just wherever memes go to die. Yeah, which I uh, you know, this is our, yeah our, our meme our meme cast. <laughs> it's where that memes go to say what up death. <laughs> um, oh shit! <laughs> like, uh, yeah. The, so, um, but yeah, and the other thing too, when you're saying, uh, you know, the the modern kind of Metroidvania mm-hmm. thing really resonates with me too because that's a genre that, like, on paper is one of my favorite genres. Yeah, yeah. That actually has a hit rate of about like sixty percent. Right. You know, so it's like I like that genre a lot. There are a lot of games in that genre that just kind of don't do it for me. Ah, oh, jeez, um, man. You know, I, is Axiom Verge good? People said a lot of great shit about Axiom Verge, and I want to play it. But you should try it. Yeah, it's a, it's aesthetically really cool. It's not Super Metroid. It's Metroid One. Okay, um, which is interesting. Uh, I found it really exhausting and frustrating to get lost in that game. Okay, and it is a game that is. I mean, if not about getting lost, like getting it lost is part of the experience. Okay. Um, so it is up to you whether like once you get one, well, the first time you get lost, if you're like, this is fun. I want to keep poking these, these edges yeah, and try to figure out the way glitch. forward. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to do that, then I think you'd like the game. Cause there's a lot mm-hmm. to like about it. Yeah. Um, I found that frustrating. Yeah. So I, I got not, you know, I got, was not into it, but I was thinking about stuff like, um, oh, what is that game? That's like you play It's another really anime game. It's very beautiful. 
you play kind of like a, a weird animal creature. Um, it's not Ori in the Blind Forest, but it is dust. Uh, it looks like Disney anime. Yes, dust, an Elysian tail, something like that. Where it's like I played that for a little while. It's fine, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I got I lost interest too yeah. quickly. Like there's a lot of kind of Metroidvania games where I get a little bored, even though I like that genre. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to play one where I'm like, no, this is this has me <laughs> by the hand. Yep, the whole time. Um, and finally closing us out, uh, Andy says by contact. Uh, Moma Doro was a check it out comrade recommendation, and what a good one. For the last few years, a Soulsborne game has been my game of the year, and after comparative disappointments of Dark Souls 3, I was intrigued by Gary Nick's enthusiastic endorsement of this game. I believe, though I may be wrong, I haven't gone back to listen to it again, that Dark Souls is brought up as a point of comparison. It's entirely apt, with many similar mechanics, and I firmly believe that this is the best Souls game of the year, including Dark Souls 3. Uh, the graphics are extremely striking in stills and animate beautifully. The music is great and reminds me a little bit of Fable 2, which is another underrated game that I absolutely love. Uh, there is a feeling of loneliness when exploring this world that is akin to Dark Souls, and this ties nicely with the feeling of being in a giant castle where everything is trying to murder you. <laughs> the anime aesthetic is something that would usually put me off, but this game has made me realize that maybe my hatred of anime is bound to my hatred of J-Rock and hideous voice acting, uh, <laughs> neither of which is present here, so I found the aesthetic extremely charming. What do you have against that character from Trailer Park Boys? Is J-Rock the name of a character for Yes, that? yeah. I just assumed it was like the Japanese version of The Rock. Oh, <laughs> Like, I'm just like, there's rock and J-Rock. Like, <laughs> I just love the idea of the rock franchising himself. Yeah. Oh, man. Like Captain America, how there's like a Captain Britain and a yeah. Captain Canada and stuff. Yep. We just have J-Rock and B-Rock and A-Rock and like <laughs> M-Rock. Um, a highlight for me was dropping through the ceiling at one point to find uh, the knight that you meet in battle. This may have also been mentioned in the Comrade podcast, so sorry if I'm stealing your thoughts and attributing it to myself. It is quite all right. Um, I love the idea that you were not the only adventurer in this world, and it gives the feeling of a world that lives outside your actions. It's just an awesome moment and an example of the great level of situational detail that the programmers included. Uh, I, went ba- I went back and played about 10 minutes of the previous game in the series, only to find that it's very different and not terribly satisfying. I might give it another chance at some point, uh, as the game is so good that the previous games surely deserve more of a look uh, than I've given them. It's one of the best games I've played in the last few years, and I eagerly have my fingers crossed for future installments. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, the early games, like you just they're not this, but they are fun on their own merits. And they're also very short. Like you can beat, I think the first one like is like two and a half hours or something mm. like that. Like they're movie length games um nice. you know, very very short yeah yeah it's it's one of those things i didn't want to say in the main episode because it's kind of like oh the only anime that's good is the anime that i like the fact that this mm-hmm. is a 16-bit um style thing just makes me think of the games that i played as a kid that were possibly influenced by anime mm-hmm. aesthetic you know um me too <laughs> and, yeah, and so it, it's, like it's it's grouped with different stuff uh the booby lady aside yeah, totally. Me too. Like we were, we were playing Mega Man for Watch Out for Fireballs, which makes has little cute anime looking mm-hmm. characters, and I love it. Yeah. You know, it's just as anime stuff gets more high fidelity. Yeah. Like uh, I was thinking about this in terms of like um, I was thinking about that in terms of Christine loves games. Okay. Like yeah. which I've never played, and I want to. They're but good. I can't. Um, Lady like, Killer in a Bind is really good. I can't wireframe it. I can't like get over the aesthetics. No. Oh. Where like I think that the characters look bad and dumb. And I would like to get over that because it looks really cool. And I would like to play a game that is about sex that is not meant to necessarily titillate me, but is actually like deals with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's very appealing. Yeah. I just don't like it's hard for me to want to look at those characters that look like to me. It looks like uh, like an anime drawing manual. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I have uh, maybe I have antibodies to that from playing sure, other visual novels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that yeah. or Steins Gate or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just. Yeah. Well, what you're saying is isn't isn't false. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's it's a silly reason not to play a thing. It's just the reason why. I mean, I guess a, a better way to say it, rather than being like, I'm not drawing a line in the sand saying I will yeah. never play this because of yeah. X. I'm saying yeah. the thing when I'm like, I could play X or Y. The reason why I keep choosing Y is because I take a look. I look at the screenshots of Lady Killer in a bind. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. You know, I, I don't need any more Bishon and fuckboys in my life. Like, <laughs> you know, I had enough. Um, <laughs> it is a good yeah. game though. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely like, it looks good. So, uh, it doesn't look good. It's, um, yeah. good. So, I, mean, I, I know I just said it doesn't look good. It, yeah. It yeah. I, I, I knew what you meant. I, I don't, you know. <laughs> if, if somebody um, took you attached with that, they would be, be they would be uh, very disingenuous to do so. There's a, there's a, there's a straw man in my head that I argue with 24 <laughs> seven. It's a real nightmare. <laughs> my um, life is hell. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, thanks everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing in really do appreciate it if you uh didn't get your your thing in in time or anything like that uh we do apologize um just keep in mind those guidelines we said at the beginning uh the episode Mm -hmm. if you have things to say about hyperlight drifter or uh salt and sanctuary Mm -hmm. um hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact yep uh we'll have more details about uh what's coming after that um here Mm -hmm. as it comes up like i I imagine we're going to talk about neo i imagine we're going to talk about the bloodborne card game which i hear is really good yeah yeah um do that the dark souls comic yeah. Um, all that stuff. It's just kind of the order of it. We're all still waiting for DLC two to get announced. Um, we have no idea how many episodes Neo would take. Um, and if if the beginning of Neo is as hard as the demo, like oh Jesus, that I might <laughs> play Neo might be beyond me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like I might not be able to play it, which is uh, without like you know again. Yes, I could with enough patience, but there might not be enough time in the day for me to get that good at it. So yeah. the uh, we will see. I hear they, um, they 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 pulled back on the throttle. I don't know how much. I think they did too. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, that's been the fe- – and good on them, right? So, yep. like, that was the feedback after the first demo, and I think that was the feedback after the second demo is, like, chill the fuck out, guys. <laughs> and I'm I'm way into that because I, yeah. I found that demo fun at parts and very frustrating at yeah. others. There's some very um, good ideas in it. Oh, good. Let it die at some point as well. Yeah, I need to download that and play it. Yeah. So we should do an episode on let it die. You can't beat that game, really. I'm sure right. you can, but we're not going to do, like, a full exploration, but, you know, do kind of a look at it and stuff. So we have, you know, stuff planned. Like, we're kind of in this hazy middle area. Yeah. Uh, the podcast and it's kind of it's kind of relaxing to be like hey we're gonna do some stuff <laughs> so we'll always talk about it on social media on slack on facebook and everything so you'll know what's coming next yeah and at the end of episodes but uh we couldn't tell you what exactly the next six months look like no. for the show um if you are curious um about the schedule you can go to bonfiresidechat.com slash schedule mm-hmm. and you can see actually the upcoming episodes uh the hosting service that we use just gave us the ability to do those custom pages and i'm using the fuck out of them right now for stuff like that so is it is it bonfiresidechat.com or bonfireside.chat uh both of them work bonfireside.chat uh also also will work excellent (laughs) we got to put in one of those uh those fakey end things to for steve gainer because those are his his favorite things (laughs) um so uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon. You go to patreon.com forward slash DuckFeedTV. Um, very much appreciated. Yeah. Any amount you can give, like even a buck, mm-hmm. makes a huge difference. And uh, at $2, you get access to our Slack channel, which is a very fun, very awesome community. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And now that we are kind of in this uh, small middle section of the uh, of, of the <laughs> show, where we're kind of covering games in one episode or a couple of episodes, um it's kind of easy to recommend either you know if you have somebody who is kind of way not into souls and you want to get them into something different um you know make that recommendation there saying like hey it's not just these gigantic explorations of these huge games um it's it's this other stuff too i feel confident that if you like our approach to dark souls you will like our approach to other games as well yes so uh this uh should hopefully illustrate that maybe i'm wrong (laughs) 
maybe your mileage will vary, but hopefully you do. Um, other than that, uh, ratings, reviews, uh, telling friends about it, blogging about it, all those things are very useful. Yeah. Uh, and other than that, uh, what should they do, Cole? Uh, just pet Absorb. that kitty cat. Pet, pet that kitty cat. Yeah. Grab the cat. Uh, it was a cat crystal. For a second, I was like, do you use a cat orb? It is an orb. Like it a, is a crystal, man, but, it, but a, it is shaped a, like orb. What a, what a confluence of beautiful <laughs> things. <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon.